Holy. Be Holy is a broadcast ministry of believers dedicated to saving the souls of all men and women. We teach the words of God that people all over the world may hear the voice of God and obey Him. God doesn't want to show us His wrath or His anger. He just wants us to repent and be holy. And after one repents, he or she can be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ. But certainly not before they repent. Listen, we really can't even discuss prayer until one repents. Yes, hell is making its way towards the unrepentant heart. But it is Be Holy's commandment and mission to warn everybody. Not to control, to warn. The Word of God is spirit and it's life. That's why we take the Word of God seriously. We're not using shameful deeds and underhanded methods. We're not trying to trick anyone or change the word of God. We tell the truth before God and all those who are honest and live by truth. They know the truth. They realize that we are telling the truth. Listen, friend, we've been preaching and teaching for over 20 plus years and the Lord Jesus is satisfied with our efforts and we want to keep it that way. Next on Be Holy. Lord, please be merciful with me as you deal with my enemies. Be holy. All right, listen, we want to welcome everybody back to Be Holy. We're glad that you're with us on today. Today's a splendid, wonderful Precious day. It is, it is, it is. And listen, we're going into a new year. We're going into it. March yourself right into that new year. You don't have to know everything. Let God know everything. All you have to do is be willing to hear from Him when He speaks. And hopefully we're sensitive enough to know when He's speaking. You know, sometimes when life happens, man, you, you kind of, you know, you can hear God sometimes, but you can't hear Him other times. So that's why we always got to pray that God be merciful with us. Please be merciful with us. Now we're talking about Isaiah chapter 30, uh, 33. Yeah, Isaiah chapter 33. And it's talking about it's like a warning to the Assyrians. Now I don't have to go into that story because we don't have time to go into the story. But the gist of it is this. The, the Assyrians had uh, destroyed people, but have never been destroyed. They've betrayed people and never been betrayed, right? So they've just gone on and doing everything. <laughs> they, they were doing everything uh, but listen we're gonna it's, it's like a, a prophecy about them but it's also a prayer in the midst of it and so with that prayer it moves right into how God's gonna uh, well they're giving another prophecy about God making Jerusalem his home this it is what it is now this is all uh, this is all past by now because he's already been to Jerusalem Jesus, he's already been there. He's already made it his home. So we're going to read this, uh, the front end of this story and then, or the front end of this prophecy, and then we're going to go straight into the prayer that accompanies the prophecy. You know, a lot of times when we, we have enemies and we, we see God dealing with the enemies, you know, a lot of times we sit there and clap and applaud that God is dealing with them, but we really should be praying that God be, be merciful with us while you're dealing with them. You know, a lot of times it's not all the enemy's fault. Sometimes we have a part in that too, you know? And so all we're saying is, God, please be merciful with us while you're dealing with our enemies. Can you say that? <laughs> Listen, we live in a day and time where we like to see our enemies get what's coming. That's what we love to see. But we cannot forget that we have to ask God to, hey, Lord, while you dealing with them, I'm not applauding, I'm not laughing, I'm not happy about it. I just want you to be merciful with me. Just in case I did something. You, you kind of get it? Because if he gets them, 
He has to get you. And so all you're asking for is mercy. Now watch this. We're going to read the front end of this. Uh, let's see. I'll go to the top of, of 33. Well, let's start at verse number one of chapter 33, where it talks about there's a message to Assyria. And it says this. What sorrow awaits you Assyrians who have destroyed others, but have never been destroyed yourselves? You betray others, but you've never been betrayed. And then when you're done destroying, you will be destroyed and then it goes into this other part of where it says when you are done betraying you will be betrayed hmm. and then here's the prayer verse number two it says this but the lord but lord please please lord be merciful to us for we have waited for you be our strong arm each day and our salvation in times of trouble Asking the Lord to be our salvation. Remember, I told you we don't. He's already claimed Jerusalem by now, you know. But in this prophecy, he hadn't claimed it. But if he has claimed it, he hadn't done it yet. You kind of get what I'm saying. So, verse number two again. But Lord, be merciful to us, for we have waited for you. Be our strong arm each day, and our salvation in times of trouble. Hmm. How many of y'all want the Lord to be your salvation When you get in trouble Yeah Hopefully Hopefully your enemies right Hopefully those who have destroyed and those who have betrayed Hopefully they turn to the Lord When the Lord starts to deal with them You know a lot of times Like I said we want our enemies to get what's coming in, And we don't think about Maybe our enemies need to be saved Maybe our enemies need to change You know Okay uh, verse number three uh, the enemy runs at the sound of your voice. You know, if God is your 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 salvation in the time of trouble, He's saying here, the enemy runs at the sound of your voice. Hmm. The enemy runs at the sound of your voice. When you stand up, the nations flee. Hmm. Verse number four, just as caterpillars and locusts strip the fields and the vines, so also, so the fallen army of Assyria will be stripped. Hmm. Assyria is representing a whole nother group of people. You know, you ever meet those people who everything goes for them? Everything works for them. They don't believe in God. They don't care nothing about God. They ain't trying to hear nothing from God. But God is the one who has to go in and work with them. God has to do that. You know, because we can't do it. You know, we we can't. Like, they're, they're, okay. How can I say this? Like, we're living in a time now where we're getting a lot of information, a lot of secret information about a lot of um, agencies, this, that, and we, and the other, what they did behind closed doors. And so, because the the information is coming out, we don't rejoice over the information. A lot of people knew that the information was happening or that, that it was happening. They just couldn't prove it. And so, <clears throat> I look at it as, if, if God is going to do any judgment with them, then God is the only one who can do the judgment. You understand? So, if it feels or seems like they've always gotten away with it, they've always destroyed, they've always... Uh, They've always betrayed people or betrayed the countries or whatever it is. I don't get happy because the information's coming out about what they did. 
and that now they can prove it and somebody's going to take them to court or whatever. I just want them to be saved. I want God to work with them to where they get saved. I don't, I'm not I'm not for people, you know, going to jail forever and all that. If you have to go to jail, you have to go to jail. But I'm praying that God will go into the hearts of these people and save them. That, that's what I'm hoping. I, I don't go in there hoping, uh, get them, God, get them. No, because I, I want him to be merciful to me. You know, I'm sure I did something. I'm sure you did something. And I want God to be merciful on us while he's dealing with the enemy. Because just listen, they could be your enemy today, but they could be your brother and sister tomorrow. You get what I'm saying? Just because they're your enemy today don't mean that they're going to be your enemy forever. Hmm. And then God does that same thing. We were his enemies, you know, for a time. And he didn't make that last forever. He forgave us our sins and 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 filled us with the Holy Ghost and and leading us and guiding us to where we'll be with him in the next life. You know? Sure, maybe he had to get some of us. He had to get some of us and work on us. And that same getting on us and working on us is the thing I want him to do for everybody else. You know, if there's somebody that <clears throat> people who uh, they don't think that they need the Lord. Yeah, I want him to go in there and work with them. I'm not asking God to go in and, and hurt anybody. Because if he wanted to hurt us, he could. I'm not asking him to go in and scare anybody. Because if he wanted to hurt and scare, he could. Even to this day, he could. But I want him to have mercy on us while he's dealing with them. Because I know if he having mercy on us, he'll have mercy with them. I just don't want God to be angry with me. Do you want God to be angry with you? I know you don't. You don't. You don't. Nobody has asked you that. Uh, let's see Verse number 4 again Just as the caterpillars and the locusts strip the fields and the vines So the fallen army of Assyria Will be stripped So the very strength Of the food Of the field The grain You, you, you see how the, the, the caterpillars Go and eat that up The locusts go and eat that up And so there's nothing left But the stalks a lot of times But you can't eat that and so then you have the same thing happening to this army. Well, sometimes God strips people down so that they can realize that they need him. Trust me, if, if locusts and, and caterpillars eat up your farm, you're going to need some help planting or replanting. And it says here, verse number five, though the Lord is very great and lives in heaven, he will make Jerusalem his home. He will make Jerusalem his home of justice and righteousness. And see, and that's when we saw Jesus show up. See, these are all scriptures and, and prophecies talking about the future. These are all good. These are all good. Talking about Jesus and the future. We had, we had they hadn't heard about it. They didn't know. All they know is what God has told them to say. And a lot of them didn't even know that. A lot of those prophets didn't know what they were saying. Though the Lord is very great and lives in heaven, he will make Jerusalem his home of justice and righteousness. Huh. It starts there. 
So justice and righteousness talking about uh, forgiving of sins. In the future, that's what he was going to do. He was going to, you know, I'm sure people went to God and asked God for forgiveness of sins. I'm sure he, God, was, was was God enough to give them salvation. However, he did it. I don't know how he did it, but he said here in Jerusalem is going to where it's going to start, where that judgment or that justice and righteousness was going to start. You know, like when Jesus showed up, a lot of people were mad at him because he was judging them, not because he judged them with words. He was judging them by the way he lived. So if Jesus was living righteously and they were supposedly righteous people, but they weren't living righteously. There was a problem. So judgment and righteousness started in Jerusalem. Thanks for listening to Be Holy with your host, Leonardo Butler. Our Be Holy podcast is at Podbean or contact us at beholy116 at gmail.com or 614-268-7757. Thanks for listening to Be Holy with your host, Leonardo Butler. And for your convenience, you can now text the word GIFT to 614-363-6133. Again, the word GIFT to 614-363-6133. And we thank you for your support. Be holy.